welcome to the League of Melanated Gentlemen podcast. My name is Spencer, and as usual, I'm one of your hosts, and it brings me great joy to be here with you today on this lovely podcast, whatever day you're listening to this, hopefully Monday. We put these out on Mondays, so hopefully, you know, you're one of the first to hear my voice um, on this day, but I am joined today by the two other wonderful melanated gentlemen that make this thing possible. This is Brandon. And I'm Jordan. Oh, but wait, there's more for you today because today we have joining us a special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Of course. Hey, y'all. I'm Cerise. So lovely to meet Cerise. Uh, Cerise is joining us for this episode, and it is wonderful to have you. Thank you. It's wonderful to be a part of this dope cast. Thank you. We appreciate that. We really do. Yeah. Um, so today we will be discussing the fourth phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, there's been a lot uh, to come out in phase four, and we're going to talk about all of it. So you probably saw the timestamp before you jumped on this episode. It's probably going to be a lengthy one. And... I've never heard anyone complain about a podcast being too long, so it's probably going to be fine. But, you know, just, just, just saying, just wanted to throw you know, that out there. You know, that's kind of weird that, yeah, you never really hear people complain about podcasts being long, but as soon as a movie is like real long, like, damn, I got to sit here through this whole damn movie. I mean, well, yeah. And yeah, that's because, breaks or not. yeah, with a podcast, you have control of it and you can listen to it while you do other stuff. With a movie, you got to sit there and watch. Otherwise, you're going to miss something. But with a podcast, you can be cleaning or working or like doing things, driving. Good point. And uh, yeah, so we're we're very commute friendly. Uh, hey, there are now. Track drivers. Yeah, throw us on. Throw us on. Yeah. And, and don't crash from laughing because uh, <laughs> we're funny sometimes, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah y'all are hilarious. Definitely. <laughs> Well, thank you. Should we, uh, should we get into some origin stories right quick? I think that's uh, a good move. Cerise, let's, let me ask you about your origin story. I guess, tell us what you are into. Like, what's your, what's your fandom? And I guess, how did you get started with it? Okay. So, my backstory is I grew up overseas. And while being overseas, they didn't have a lot of, you know, English um you know content so we would how I got into my fandom which is it's originally anime is because of that so we would go like we would go to this rental um movie rental place we would go in there my dad was like okay y'all choose two movies each I would definitely choose Sailor Moon as one of them (laughs) and then the other one would be Care Bears because I was oh, a man, Care Bear girl. Wildly different. Wildly <laughs> <laughs> different. And then my brother would choose um, Thundercat. And then, like, he would choose um, He Man. So okay. that's that something that, yeah, that's something that we would all watch together. And then um, I'm also a video game. Um, 
nerd. I love anything. Like Mortal Kombat was my very first game that I ever played. Um, Good choice. Let's see. I was like, I gotta ask you, do you play you you play Super Smash Brothers? Do you play? No, that is that is one thing I really couldn't get into. Like I had I played Mario Kart, Mario Tennis, literally my favorite. Um, but that's pretty much it. I didn't get into Smash Bros. Um, but like I love God of War, I love Halo, any like I love oh, all man. the systems, but yeah. God of War and Halo would literally be my two favorite games all time. Like and that new one, that new one just came out. So yeah. which one? Ragnarok? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it did. And uh I it it just it fills my soul with something <laughs> like y'all don't even understand. Like I'll be nerding out y'all and like my husband, he be playing the game, but I'll be in the back and I'll be cussing up a storm. They be thinking I'm online or something. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I know I know I know the God of War games, like those stories are pretty good. So Oh yeah, yeah. What, uh, it's like a story within a story, so it's dope. What what else are you into? You into anything else? Uh, definitely Marvel, DC. You know, be having correct these people out here because they don't be understanding who's who, and you right. know, um, that's so annoying too. Another one, another thing that I I I got out of it, but it helped start me off too was Dragon Ball Z. So, hey. you know, I love Dragon Ball Z. My own, like my mom, one day I was talking to her, Goku be kicking people's butt. She was like, he sure do. And I said, mama, who Goku? She was like, oh, girl, I thought she was talking about Loki. And I was like, what? <laughs> Those are two wildly different characters. What is <laughs> different? <laughs> but she be trying. She tries, but it's okay. Right. Yeah, at least she's, def- she's trying to relate. Yeah, she is. I I got this side of myself from my dad. Um, because like I said, us growing up overseas, this is how we spent quality time together, and so that's how I relate most to my dad is movies and video games. So that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. Okay. I said, well, today we're definitely about to talk about a lot of movies. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. let's get into it because right. and some TV I'm excited. shows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So today we will be reviewing uh, again the Marvel Cinematic Universe fourth phase. Uh, I'm going to go over all of the items. Um, I will give you. I'm not going to call them synopses. Uh, they're more like recaps because if you've heard me give a synopsis, it's much longer form than what I'm about to read you. Like this is going to be highlights. So um, because some of these things we have not seen in a while like last time we saw them was when they were new and so i wanted to you know come in with a little brief rundown so that you the listener also kind of like oh yeah that's what happened in that so um jordan just to be safe can you run the spoiler warning listen to these words for they may determine your next course of action this is your official Name brand, League of Melanated Gentlemen, spoiler warning. We are issuing this spoiler warning not only for the piece of media or content that is in the title of this episode, but also for the world or the universe in which that piece of media or content exists. 
if you are not caught up, I would highly recommend you pause my voice, you catch yourself up, and then you join us once again. If you are all the way caught up and or if spoilers do not offend you, please enjoy. You have been warned. And so the first item on the docket for phase four was WandaVision. So shortly after Endgame, we find Wanda and Vision in uh, living in a town, living their best lives, going through sitcom tropes through the decades. Uh, we meet an adult version of Monica Rambeau, who we saw in Captain Marvel um, in the 90s as a youth, um, who is able to get into the town and she finds out that it's not real. Wanda, through her grief, took over a whole town and all of its residents. The vision that she has been spending time with and the children that she gave birth to were nothing more than her magic. Agatha Harkness is also in there causing troubles, uh, introduces Wanda to the Darkhold and the concept of the historical context of the Scarlet Witch, then Wanda traps Agatha in her own mind. She makes peace with the fact that Vision and her children were grief creations, and she moves to a farm where she takes the Darkhold knowledge. Oh, and there's also a white Vision that the government made who's flying around doing who knows what. No, you missed a good opportunity to say it was Agatha all along. You should. I really. I almost. I wrote it, and then I was like, "No, nah. nah, no." You should have did it, dog. <laughs> you should have did it. I. I have a. I have a couple of little Easter eggs like that, and I. Like I said, I almost did it, but I decided not to, just because, you know, yeah. I. Yeah, but um, Wandavision. What uh what were your thoughts? Cerise, uh, let's start with you. What you what do you what do you think of WandaVision? WandaVision, I think it was a great start to the Disney plus Marvel series. Um I definitely got to know Wanda a little bit more to her backstory. Um, because of course, you know, we're introduced to her in Age of Ultron and you know um, I definitely feel like they told us a little bit about her but this allowed us to see why she is the way she is why she's so hell-bent on being so family you know oriented because of her backstory and kind of like Wanda you know I relate to her in the watching the old TV shows with the family. Like mm. I kind of related to her in that aspect because I'm like, this is how I spend time with my own family. You know, the only difference between her and I is that, you know, I'm not a mutant and I don't have telekinesis and stuff. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's right. she, said, <laughs> she was correct that she said mutant. Did y'all hear that? Like we're not gonna say Wanda's anything else. She's a mutant. Oh god. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, get the agenda off, man. You gotta stand up for mutants. Getting the agenda off. Okay, (laughs) Uh, Jordan, how did you feel about WandaVision? Uh, WandaVision, I think um, the first three episodes, like I had no idea what was going on at all. Like the fact that it was like an all black and white, and like they were just going through the different sitcoms. Like I had no idea what the show was even about. And then I think it started to get to like that fourth episode, and then things started to kind of pick up. 
Um, a lot of little hints, like uh, if you remember, like the helicopter, uh, she found the helicopter. Like we had no idea what that was about. We saw the um, the guy was in the beekeeper suit. Like we've seen all that different stuff, but we didn't understand what any of that was about until like later on in the show where you see that Wanda's actually manipulating everything. Like she has the town under her control. And I think once I saw that flip and the story kind of started to progress, I was like, this is a really good show. Like I was really enjoying it. But those first three episodes, like it definitely like had me like, like what is this? Kind of like Sarisa, said, like we, we did get to see a lot more Wanda. Like we got to see kind of the, uh, her childhood trauma that she went through. Um, the fact that Tony Stark led, you know, Tony Stark is the reason why she ended up without a family. Not necessarily him, you know, his hand on it, but it, obviously his weapons that, you know, that the world got a hold of. Um, yeah. And then also, I mean, the um, the CGI fights uh, between like Vision and White Vision, like I really enjoyed that. We got in- introduced to Darcy, which ended up being like a really cool. She she appeared in this, right? Which Darcy appeared in this, but she, she's introduced to her. Yeah, and, and oh, we got, but we got to see more of her in this. Yeah, mm-hmm. and actually, I mean that her character itself ended up being like a really good character. Like she was cool in Thor, but like once we kept starting starting to see her kind of in these Disney Plus shows, like, oh dang, like I, I like her. Um, and then we also get to see Jimmy Woo, Agent Woo. Like we get to see him come back. Um, so I think it was a lot of great scenes. Obviously, the big one that the internet was talking about was when Quicksilver. Uh, Peter Evans' character, like we was like, oh. oh shit, like we almost forgot oh about that. God. Like, damn, they about to cross over the X Men. Like, oh shit, internet going right. crazy. You an X Men fan? Got his name backwards. Oh yeah, it's what, Evan what Peters. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> same thing, same thing. <laughs> over here, Peter Evans. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's, the, that's the evil guy. That's the, that's the bad guy version of him. Oh, yeah, we, we we got to see him come back, and then they flipped it on us. And was like, "Nah, this ain't the same guy. This is just <laughs> this is just like a different version of him, or like a zombie version of him." Um, then we got to see Wanda's kids, and so that was pretty cool just to see all those characters come through. But overall, I definitely enjoyed it towards the end, like middle middle end. Brandon, yeah, I mean, WandaVision was I thought it was really good as a fan of like sitcoms. Like I really enjoyed. I love you know one of my favorite shows growing up was I Love Lucy. So like seeing, you know, those first couple episodes were like paying homage to that and things like that. So that was dope. That was dope to see. Um, And I thought they executed it really well. But you and they did a really good job of showing like, all right, some things are off here. Like, you know what I mean? And they threw little hints out to show like there's some cracks in in, uh, what's going on. Um, Overall, I thought the show was good. I thought the best like moment of the show was when she had to say goodbye to her kids and they had to put them to bed. Like that, oh, that was that, tough. Yeah, that that point was tough. But uh, overall, yeah, I thought it, I thought it was a good show. I thought we've seen better, but I, I definitely thought it was a really good. I think it was was it the second one because uh, Falcon Winter Soldier was first. So no, um, this one was first. No, this that is the first. Was first. One, yeah, oh, this why. is first. That's why I gave the mm-hmm. synopsis for it first. Clearly, oh, okay. ain't listening. Reason, Clearly, he ain't listening. No, I legit thought Falcon Winter Soldier was first. The reason I say that is because Loki was supposed to be the first, I think, and then uh, COVID yeah, and all that stuff threw it around. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a really good introduction to the Disney Plus, like Jordan said, and everybody said like the the characters are good, um, and so 
yeah, it, and it made Wanda like a fully formed, like you said, like a fully formed character to where at that point when she goes to Doctor Strange's movie, you kind of already have a whole character to use and you kind of understand her backstory and why she's so pissed off. And that's only if you even watch WandaVision. Like some people didn't even watch it when straight into Doctor Strange didn't even understand why Wanda mm. was the way she was. Yeah, that's a, that's a, you're taking an L, you do that. Well, there are that's some tragic. people, there are some people that did watch WandaVision and didn't understand why she was. The Which way I don't was. understand. I, I don't know oh. how you don't understand that. We'll, we'll get into that. Um, Spencer, what'd you think? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, not my favorite, but, um, and it, it took a minute. Like, I agree. Like those, those first, like two episodes, I was like, what are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it, and then it started to, okay, this is what I came here for. Okay. And, um, I mean, some of the like little things that they threw in were great. Like whenever in the first episode, I think whenever the dude is choking and the wife is like, stop it, stop yeah. it. Yeah, she's not oh, talking yeah. to him. She's talking to Wanda, and once you realize that, you're like, "Oh, yeah." Oh, yeah. I didn't realize okay. that until after the show, too. Like that's what that's what was going on at that moment. Yes, yes that's that good shit. So, yeah, um, it was pretty good. Um, it, uh, I mean, it had a lot going on, even though it didn't feel like it. There was actually a whole lot happening, right? In a small contained space, yeah, yeah. So, uh. It was pretty good. Um, I mean, we got introduced to more to like Wanda's powers as well. Um, the fact that she had like a whole city under like under her control. Yeah. Yeah. Like and and Wanda, like, I think that one of our complaints as fans up until WandaVision was that Wanda should be far more powerful than this. Mm-hmm. Like, because what we saw from her in Age of Ultron and Civil War is like, no, she can she's a problem. And and then we saw like, oh, okay. She just mm-hmm. didn't know she was a problem yet. Yeah. Right. But yeah. uh yeah. I she, agree with that. I she, definitely yeah, I she, she learned like, ooh. I'm sorry. Can I ask y'all a question real quick? Yeah. yeah so, like, can we can we like put like outside knowledge into this as well? Oh yeah. 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 yeah, I, yeah, gave yeah. A, I gave a spoiler warning. So yeah. Yeah. You, you are oh, free. Hey, so- <laughs> I was gonna ask. So, like, I feel like people didn't realize, like, because I'm picking, I'm piggybacking off of what Spencer said. I definitely feel like people didn't realize how powerful she was. Um, I mean, because in Endgame Part Two, can I talk about that right now or not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you okay. free to talk about whatever. She literally about. almost whooped Thanos's ass. Like, yeah. had his literally. ass hemmed up. Mm-hmm. Hymns, okay, shook, choked, all of that. <laughs> and people don't realize that actually in the comics, in the series, she's actually more powerful than Thanos. But yeah, they couldn't allow her to be the one to do it because obviously, you know, they they had to make Tony Stark the hero because in game literally it's like it started with Tony Stark it has to end with Tony Stark so I understand why they did what they did however if we want to <laughs> be honest we know Babbage she did it she did what she had to do nice yeah, yeah I agree. in um in the comic books like she's 
super powerful but mentally unstable yeah, exactly. and yeah. so that's that's why she that's why she doesn't get utilized as much like usually people that are at that level like they ha- they find a reason to keep them at bay right mm-hmm. and i mean she's an example of like she is op and could ruin everybody there's a there's a whole arc where she did in fact ruin everybody's day <laughs> yeah uh yeah so, but i mean that what you're saying is true i mean because think about it like they dropped little easter eggs about how unstable she was um in the first end game like you know well actually before that when they were like okay wanda you need to stay in the Stark tower in civil war you need to stay in the Stark tower because you know we're trying to we're trying to see how far your powers can go but keep you in a contained area Oh yeah, because she had vision Right. So then when they were out in Germany, I want to say, and that's when, you know, Black Widow and Captain America came back to find them. They were like, okay, you need to do what you have to do. But it's still in that moment, Wanda was still, she was still tripping because, you know, Vision had to tell her like, it's okay, I'm here. You don't have to fear nothing. She's always been mentally unstable. And I think it's because of the trauma she suffered from when her parents died. And then her brother died. Yeah. Yeah. And her brother. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So she she was locked up in a little cell and stuff. Yeah. She lost the only person that she had left. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She was uh, her twin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, So we we also get introduced to, like I said, Monica Rambeau. We're going to be seeing a lot more of her in upcoming movies. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. Loved her. Yeah. Did a great mm-hmm. job. Uh, I need I, more of her. Yeah. I don't know when the next time we're going to see White Vision. He just out here that's, doing that's... White, white stuff. <laughs> yep. Just <laughs> working for the, well, probably not working for the government because the made up vision was like, here are my memories. So he's he's just vision. Right. So, yeah, he's just out there doing whatever. Um, all right, now we will step into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Shortly after Endgame, Sam and Bucky team up to go against an organization called the Flag Smashers. They're a radical group of people that are souped up on a recreated version of the Super Soldier Serum that believe that the world was a better place as a result of the Thanos snap. Sam doesn't want to be Captain America, so John Walker takes up the mantle. Sam and Bucky end up needing to work with Baron Zemo, who is on the run after killing the king of Wakanda, T'Chaka. And the Dora Milaje show up, and they straight up embarrass John Walker. Mm-hmm. So he takes the super soldier serum and kills a flag smasher in public. We meet Isaiah Bradley, the OG black super soldier who served his country and was treated exactly like you think he was for doing that, because he's black. Uh, we find out that Sharon Carter is the power broker, Sam eventually folds and becomes the new Captain America, and Isaiah Bradley is inducted into the Superhero Hall of Fame, which means he was given a proper exhibit in the museum. Also, uh, Valentina Allegra de Fontaine shows up and recruits John Walker to her yet-to-be-named squad. Sir? This is this is the second time we saw her, right? No, this, this, this is... First. We, we were supposed time, to see her... Right? We were supposed yeah. to see her in Black Widow, but Black Widow got pushed because of COVID. So this is okay. the first time we see her. But 
she shows up like we know who she is. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I mean, COVID, COVID, yeah. everything's up. Yeah. yeah, we don't know what the world would look like if COVID hadn't happened. But um, Jordan, Captain Falcon, what are your thoughts? Man, honestly, I forgot a little bit about the show until you did that recap. So yeah, kudos. That's to that. that's why we're here. <laughs> uh, I, I I did enjoy Captain. Um, you got Miss Fucking saying Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Let me get his yeah. name. Y'all right. won't me... call him Captain America, so we're calling him Captain Falcon. No, that's that's not my captain. <laughs> Yeah, it's not my cat. That's why we're calling him Captain Falcon. <laughs> I, I I enjoy the show. I love seeing the brotherly interactions between Sam and uh, Bucky. Like them two in a therapy session, like going at each other. That was that was beautiful. Like I loved it. that chef kiss. Uh, I loved that scene. Also, the stuff with Isaiah Bradley. That was beautiful. That was probably like, probably top three best speeches, probably Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, history, whatever you want to call it. I might have to look at all the speeches out there, but right now my feeling is top three. Uh, we also get a little trash, a little trash speech from Captain Falcon about him, you know, responsibility, yada yada yada, all that other nonsense. Uh, the show, the show is good though. People hate, <laughs> just hate that man. <laughs> Jeez, he's, he's he's not my captain, man. He's, he's just not my captain. Uh, but yeah, the, I mean, some of the best scenes, Dora Milaje embarrassing john walker breaking down bucky okoye just came through did a thing man she just walked out it was like ayo bro Come it was on, ayo bro. it was bro. okoye <laughs> was not there okoye was not in the show that was bro, all looking like. <laughs> don't all say that women look alike huh yeah bro all black people all black bald head women in, from wakanda look alike <laughs> not a bald headed demon <laughs> yeah, demon <laughs> that was one of the greatest lines ever <laughs> but yeah overall i mean i i enjoy i enjoy the show I, I love seeing bucky like i said bucky and um sam together i love them too going at each other and john walker was cool too so brandon y'all know me i'm on my falcon and winter soldier agenda i would be fully on that agenda today um this show is the, to me one of the best shows disney plus of the disney plus era uh, we'll get to our rankings later, but like to me, this show had the most the most moments of any show we've had. Like like he talked about the John Walker moment, the um, the Baron Zemo dancing in the club. Like that's that's a moment. You know what I mean? Man, shut up. Anyways, Isaiah Bradley, <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah Bradley's moment, like in the speech. Uh, the door melange, as you talked about, like it had moment after moment after moment, the power broker, all that stuff. That and that shit fell, fell for me. I'm gonna just say it right now, but we talked about that a little bit later too. Yeah, but that still was a moment, and it had everybody talking. It had everybody talking. Who was the power broker? Who's the power broker? Now, nobody even gives a damn what the hell's going on with She Hulk or any of these other shows. Like, nobody cares. But at that moment, everybody was like, yo, who's the power broker? Is it, is it such and such? Who is it? Is it everybody? Some people thought, you know, it was Mephisto was involved in all these other shows and this show, like, it was just weird. Like, all these theories being thrown out because this show was providing so many moments. As we talked about, Sam Wilson, he's not my cat, but that's fine. Ain't nobody gonna be my cat other than, you know, Mr. Rogers. So, I don't know. I just feel like this show is top tier as far as Disney Plus shows is concerned. It's uh, criminally, criminally underrated. 
it is really disrespectful when I see. Is it? I, I be seeing like nerd websites, <laughs> reputable nerd websites, <laughs> reputable nerd websites be having this under. We'll talk about ratings later, but they they be having this criminally underrated. I'm like, what so are we not over seeing? here struggling to get through <laughs> this right now? Like, what are we not seeing? <laughs> this show is better than most of the Disney Plus shows that we've seen. And it hits on topics that we know is real. My man couldn't even get a, a, a loan from the bank. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my man. That, that was and, wild. That yeah, was wild. We, we found out uh, Bucky liked black women. Like, that's a big yeah. deal. Come on, man. He, he's yeah. top of the Like, yeah, yeah. that's what it was. That. He was immature <laughs> at the end of Black Panther. We already I mean, True, but this was this is different. This is a girl, a common woman from Louisiana. You know, what I mean, this ain't just the most the smartest person in the world. This is a, you know, what I'm saying he's trying to holler at his his boy's sister. It was kind of dirty. It was a little wrong, but he did it. And so, yeah, talking on his shoulder, outstanding show to me. Um, I also enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, I had a good time watching it. I, I. I hated John Walker, which means he did his job. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, fuck this guy, which means he did, like, as an actor, he he uh, he handled that. Mm-hmm. So I um, I wasn't a, like, I wanted to like Carly more, but she just didn't do it for me. I think the whole um, Black Smashers didn't do anything. That's the weakest part of the show. I mean, it was actually a great idea, right? Like, yeah, the concept was, yeah, but yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, they, eh. um, but yeah, uh, John Walker's black sidekick died, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take the super soldier serum because, uh, yeah, I'm I'm yeah. mad and I need who, some who, help." Who killed Who killed the black dude again? I think a flag it was, smasher. It was a random flag smasher. I think. Oh, okay. And he, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot about his black partner. So he got it. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> you were just going on. You on a roll, killing black, <laughs> like denigrating black people. I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> what bro, are I, doing today? These are forgettable characters. But he oh. got his revenge. <laughs> I think that, um, I think that Isaiah Bradley is one of the best things that the MCU has done. Facts like that was yeah. so. Yeah. The actor they chose, uh, the execution, like everything about it was just impeccable. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's one of the best things that uh, the MCU has done, in my opinion. And that's one of those like little things that like people don't think about. Like a lot of people don't even take into consideration that Isaiah Bradley exists here, and you should. Mm-hmm. But. Um, you know, we also met possibly Patriot. We're gonna see. Yeah, uh, he, not, they, they they snuck him in there a little bit, um, and we're gonna see because since we now have Captain Falcon, we're gonna see if they do Patriot. But I mean, they they kind of set him up a little bit, so yeah, we'll see. Um, all right. I, I feel like uh, you have a lot to say because looking looking at your face while while Brandon was talking, you were over there struggling to keep it together because Brandon was killing me softly. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, look, it's it's no shade, Brandon. It was a snooze fest for me. I what? I, I, just, I couldn't do it like that. 
that's literally it's not the worst, but it's close to it. Because wow. the only thing that I appreciate, Brandon, Brandon stress. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, Continue. Only thing, <laughs> the only thing that I will say is that they made true was Isaiah. Like I I love the fact that, you know, they put in a real life story of what black men and black women or brown people go through every day in America and they don't understand the sacrifices that we've made not only today, tomorrow, but for the past, you know, five hundred years. And I just I feel like Marvel is it, it's integrating. It's it's really it's doing what they're supposed to do. They're slowly integrating black and brown people's struggle into these shows and allowing the allowing you know non-people of color to see that um okay we need y'all to realize that these comics are not just for fun like these comics were created during a time that black people were really going through something Mm -hmm. i mean stan lee created marvel um uh during the civil rights around the civil rights movement because he was like, you know, he saw our struggle and he was very, you know, upset about it. And so, you know, that's one reason why he created Spider-Man. We're not on that yet, but I'm just saying. He said that he wanted anybody to envision themselves as the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man because that's what people should do. So I definitely feel like Marvel doing what they're supposed to do with that. But other than that, I was so ready to turn that damn show off. It was on my nerves. I was like, we get to it because the people are calling me. (laughs) So everybody hates Captain Falcon. Like, what is the deal? You have spoken your shit about Captain Falcon. I love, you know my love. My love for Steve Rogers. He's my favorite in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So that's the only reason why. Other than that, Sam, yeah, Sam is still on a tryout basis for me when it comes to (laughs) getting a shield, like, legit. But Sam Wilson, the character, I enjoy. I like it. You know what I mean? Him and Bucky, I love a buddy cop movie. It had everything I wanted. I love a spy movie. My favorite movie in MCU is Winter Soldier. So it had a little bit of that. had a little buddy cop. had a little, like, political drama. You know, like when the blimp and then people trying to get in, like having to figure out the border situation, like that was dope. It's just the effectiveness of, of that. Well, you know, <laughs> that's your fault. That's your fault. Ago. This was a while ago. I get yeah, it. That's your fault. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I don't remember any of that. It's bro, you're not going to remember anything from She Hulk. So let's. <laughs> like, what I will say. About? When you, when you mentioned the bank loan situation, I forgot about that. That was a good. That was a good scene too. But also when he got pulled over by the police, and like they just treat him like a regular black dude, and then right. like his buddy was like, "Do you know who this is?" And then he gonna try to be all friendly with him. I was like, "Damn, bro, that's, that goes to show you, bro. No matter what your status is, you still a nigga." Because once you out of that uniform, that's all you are. That's that's real life. Because there are. There are yeah. so many times when that black person is somebody, and then oh, once they find out, oh, they start talking different. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh well, why why weren't you this respectful from right. the beginning? 
But I will I will give this show that that it did it did really good with that stuff. Um, oh wow. Like you're really gonna have to do some work to explain to me how any of these other shows (laughs) are more entertaining. All right, we'll get to it. But yeah, I I I had a great time watching it. Um our next item for phase four is Loki. So through the events of Endgame, a variant of Loki gets his hands on the Tesseract and tries to escape, but he is caught by the TVA, the Time Variance Authority. The TVA's main purpose is to keep the timelines in order, prevent large-scale branch-offs and variants, you know, time police shit. Sylvie, another Loki variant, is causing problems, and Loki ends up helping the TVA try to catch her. They, they Sylvie and Loki, end up teaming up. She wants to destroy the TVA because revenge... Uh, they find the one who remains, or I'm sorry, he who remains, who is the creator of the TVA and a not super evil version of Kang. Sylvie kills him, which causes a time clusterfuck and the implications uh, of which we will see later. One day. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they just, they gave that to us and was like, one day you'll get it. Brandon. <laughs> What are your thoughts? Loki. Um, great show. I'm a little, I mean, we can talk about it. I, I think it's a little, I don't think it's, I don't want to say overrated. Don't say, people, yeah, don't say it's overrated. People talk about it like it's the greatest thing ever in television. I'm like, bro, the, the only reason we talk about this is because, let's be honest, Marvel put, if Marvel had a budget, it was like, oh yeah, Loki getting 80%. The rest of y'all getting the rest, and that's and that's just the way it is. Like the the fact that Kang is in this lets you know they were way more dedicated to this than they were any of the other shows. Like there's no appearance even close. I do I do agree with you there. I think they definitely put more money towards this show. Yeah, like it's easy, it's easily. It's not even close. Like the the CGI that they had to use, all the other things for the time variance and all that stuff. Like, I mean, I get it. Loki's probably the biggest character of any of these Disney Plus characters. We get it. He has a backstory. He's been in all the big movies. We get it. So he's the OG uh, villain. Yeah. Like, Tom Hiddleston. Like, we get it. But, uh, but yeah, I think Morbius was dope. I love the classic Loki uh, episode. Wait, Mor- he's in it. Is it, was it Morbius? You said Morbius? A Mo- is it, wait, which one is the agent that he works with? Is it Mobius? Mobius. Mobius. My bad. What did I say? Morbius? My bad. Yeah. God. Yeah, I, I knew what you meant for saying that. I, yeah. I knew what you meant, but it, for a minute, I I was like, "What the fuck did you just say?" <laughs> <laughs> but I I, I processed wrong it. it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah wrong, wrong universe. I mean, Owen Wilson. Uh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Owen Wilson was great. Uh, the dialogue in the show was really good. Obviously, just anything with time jumping around that, that's always fun. Uh, I'm forgetting my black lady's name that was in the TVA. She was great. She was really good. Uh, I cannot the, remember what the agent or the yeah. judge. The agent, sorry. Okay. The agent who then found out that she was part of the this whole scheme oh, yeah. and then turned it around. Yeah. What she ended up really happening to her? She she was a her name was a number, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, it was something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, overall, yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought uh, a really good show. Obviously, it's held in high regard, and so yeah. Okay, okay, all right, okay. Um, I too enjoyed it. Um, most the dialogue was my favorite part of this show. Like just the episodes that were just a conversation between people. Yeah. Uh, because those were 
super important. And it's it's really it sometimes it can be very difficult to maintain attention and focus whenever it's just dialogue, especially in this genre. Because mm-hmm. we we expect CGI and action and you know shit flipping over and 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 magic tricks and like we we expect a bunch of things. Um, but this show had a lot of just dialogue, and that was the beautiful thing about it. So there were huge moments where they you know broke the bank on the budget, and then there were these moments where it was just people sitting at a table. That, that yeah. scene where the old Loki built the city up, like they, they put the budget in on that one. Yeah, classic Loki. That yeah. was outstanding. Yeah. Yeah, classic Loki. Yeah. So and and yeah, like all the different places that they visited because they're, you know, doing time travel shenanigans. Uh the 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 idea of this variant was not detectable because they were going to timelines that ended up getting destroyed. Like I was like, oh, yeah, it made sense. This, it's brilliant. Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I uh, I thought it was great. Sarish, what did you say? Loki is bae. That's all I want to say. <laughs> I mean, in real life, Tom Hiddleston, he is down with the Browns. So how can you not? Um, <laughs> congratulations to him and his wife on their beautiful babies, by the way. Um, but no, Loki, Loki was definitely, it was it like, I was more excited to see that than, um, I have been for anything else. Um, I just, I just enjoyed it. Like, like I said, the dialogue, um, I think the part that got me the most on Loki was when he watched himself die, like literally die. That was the part that got me because I was like, Therese, imagine yourself if you was in his shoes and you watched your death over and over again. And knowing that you will never go back to that time and not exist. And then to be told that you don't exist in any of the other universes, like as this person. Right. That kind of messed me up a little bit because I was like, I couldn't imagine, you know, just being in that moment. And him looking at his brother and seeing his brother for the last time, it Loki choked me up. Like, ah, Loki, okay, okay, <laughs> not intended, but it was intended. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, he who knows all, he who creates all, Jonathan. <laughs> look here, Jonathan Winston. He's a better face, but he's Jonathan Winston. Whatever his name is, I don't know. I just know it's Jonathan. Firstly, it's Jonathan Majors. Secondly, he remains. I I was thinking about my bae Umbaku. Okay, I I knew. I knew that's what happened. Uh, I'm sorry. Thirdly, you just (laughs) you just called this man a butterface. He is, but that body's on point. But you know, you said it, she's it, about it. to brown bag this man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, don't take it off. Oh my goodness, I enjoyed it. <laughs> he was the shit. He, his part was actually to me the best episode of the whole season because they gave him basically his whole episode 
And he, the way he was going in and out of character, he was a character within a character within a character. Like I said, oh, he's acting, acting. Like get this man his award right now because he deserves it. I, def- I definitely agree with that. Like, yeah, he killed just that dialogue of them talking, killed it. Man, he was in and yeah. out. Yeah. That's it. That's all I gotta say. Jordan? Yeah. I mean it's kinda it's kinda like um uh, like you guys said, like I think the dialogue for this show, and I'm normally one for like all action. Like that, like that's my thing. Like when I'm watching anime, give me some show man. Like I, I want to see the action, I want to see the fighting. But for this show, like the power, the uh the conversations they were having. It was really good, man. I love when Loki and Sylvie was just talking. And like, it's one of those things like you see you see yourself in someone else. And like, it's, it's not you, but you can see all your characteristics within this person. But then also you can kind of see your differences as well because Sylvie was pulling some some Loki tricks on Loki and he was mm-hmm. not expecting any of it. Um, so I really enjoyed it. And then also, I think the show had the biggest implications of any other tv shows that we had uh, even up to this point um and also we still haven't got to see that payoff yet um i mean we get introduced to variants um so i'm wondering like i'm trying to see when is that going to come into play again uh we get introduced obviously to time travel the tva uh obviously he who remain uh we he's a version of kang and we know we're about to see kang again mm-hmm. so i think this show definitely had a lot going forward and like brandon said like they definitely put the budget in on this one and it was just cool just seeing all the different Loki variants. Like, um, you got to see the alligator Loki. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to see uh, the Kid classic Loki. Loki. You got to see Kid Loki. Even one episode show, like the President Loki. Uh, so yeah. it was just kind of cool just seeing all those different Easter eggs for Loki. So. Okay. Uh, the next item on the docket, Black Widow. So Black Widow? Oh, you're doing it in order. Okay, okay. You, you dive it. You diving in now? I thought we were doing shows. Okay, my bad. You good? No, we're doing we're doing all, all whole face for. Okay, okay, my bad. Um, so Black Widow. Uh, during the Civil War section of the MCU, Natasha is forced to confront her past. Red Guardian and Melina Vostokov, a former Black Widow herself, are posing as Natasha and Yelena's parents. Natasha and Yelena are taken to the Red Room, where they become Black Widows. General Drakov, the villain of the movie and the guy who's running things, uh, gets bombed by Natasha and she thinks that she killed his innocent daughter and she's guilt-stricken by that. Yelena's red room mind control is broken, so she sends the gas that breaks the mind control to Natasha, figuring that the Avengers could help facilitate removing the mind control from all of the Black Widows. Taskmaster shows up and we later find out that not only is the red room still active, but Taskmaster is Drakov's daughter. Yelena and Natasha break Red Guardian out of prison. They go get Melina. Uh, they locate Drakov. They try to... Um, I'm sorry. They locate Drakov. Uh, they find him. They deal with him. Natasha uh, gets jumped by a bunch of Black Widows, but the antidote is used to cure them, as well as Taskmaster. And Yelena is given the antidote to save Black Widows around the globe. In the post credit scene... Uh, which takes place after Natasha's death, Valentina Allegra de Fontaine shows up and tells Yelena that Hawkeye is the one who killed Natasha, so Yelena gotta go handle that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Black Widow. Not my favorite! Um, yeah. I've got some I've got some issues with this I movie. Um, <clears throat> firstly, we have already talked about how I feel about 
how Taskmaster was mismanaged. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let the rest of y'all get into that deeper than I will, but I am not happy about it. Um, Taskmaster is such a great character. They had an open door to just do it right, and they fucked it up. So, um, you know, not happy about that. Um, Yelena was the best part of this movie to me. I love Yelena. She's one of my favorite MCU characters. Um, And she... And the thing is, she didn't even do, like, a whole bunch in this movie, but she was still one of my favorite parts of it. Um, I like the Crimson Dynamo uh, reference. Yeah, that I like that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Slip that in there. I was like, oh, okay, that's a word. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Um, <laughs> but, because, uh, you know, I love an Easter egg. I love I love hints and things. Um, I like that black widow called back to herself with her interrogation techniques um whenever she got Drakoff to tell her everything that she needed to know she's like thank you for your cooperation right and then she uh he had the pheromones that stopped her from killing him so she broke her own shit so that she could finish him off oh yeah i forgot about that That yeah i forgot about that too yeah so you know there were some good things but uh you know, not my favorite movie. Um, I feel like there were, there were a lot of missteps. There were a lot of things that they um, could have done better. And perhaps we, perhaps if we had gotten a version of this movie that was not affected by the pandemic, things may have been different. Mm-hmm. Um, and perhaps if Scarlett Johansson and Disney didn't have their issues later right. on, this could have been different but um what we got was on the lower end of mcu quality in my opinion mm-hmm. so Reese, what were your thoughts i agree with everything you just said i um black widow is not one of my favorites i definitely feel like because of the pandemic it was rushed um and i understand Scarlett and Disney had their little squabbles, but they try to play my good sis. Like, um, the fact that her movie was really the only one to go straight to Disney Plus and to the yeah. movie theater, I'm like, this really, they really try to play her because they didn't do that with yeah. Shang-Chi. They didn't do that. They, I mean, hell, the, I mean, the pandemic is here to stay, so they really, I feel like they did it because she's a woman and they thought she was really going to be like, eh, okay. I mean, I got my money. No, just got to go out here and do press tours and all that. Let me not get on my soapbox. Anyway, back to the task at hand. We do soapboxes here occasionally. Yeah, but, you know, I'm a guest. You know, it'd be different <laughs> if I was one of y'all. I'm a guest. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a you know, maintain the status quo and be respectful. I but I um I think the 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 baddest part of the movie was the mama. The mama came in, you know, she was a spy within a spy, and I really appreciated that about her. The daddy, you know, he was just looking a little too greasy and stank for me. The little (laughs) sister, she gave off the little sister. I got an attitude because my big sister's a shit type shit, and I miss her. You know, it was typical. Um, Yelena didn't have a childhood. 
Yeah, most dude was in prison. That. <laughs> I was know, in prison. but she literally like it was just like she gave me, and that's why I think I didn't care for her because she was giving me adolescence within a grown woman's body, and that's because she didn't get to experience being a child. So it was more like you know the punk teenager oh I hate life I hate everything but I love my family type shit like I I'm just I'm kind of over that get to the motherfucking killing like that's what I need to see I know it's not rated R but sometimes I need a good rated R Marvel film which is what Deadpool gets me please come back um, so yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with that I, there are a lot of movies that I think should be rated R I will say um, I I was able to sympathize with Yelena, so like that didn't bother me. Like I was like, well, she yeah, she wants a family because she she never got one. And she was at an age where she was like, No, this is my real family. Like, and right. I love right. and they care about me. And so I want to just have a family dinner. Like that's all I need. Like I was able to, you know, sympathize with that because that was I, I almost thought it was like sad but adorable that like that's all like, she just wanted she just wanted her family back i don't forgot about her mom was a secret agent i completely forgot about that stuff oh yeah rachel weiss was excellent in this movie oh uh, she was she was she was the shit i don't i don't know because i just feel like i kind of embodied natasha natasha's attitude like granted i know they were little girls and you know, Elena didn't understand that she was just playing a role. However, and she, you know, she felt like she had to always be protected by her sister and vice versa. But I definitely feel like, you know, this is a job. You know, yes, you love people. You love your comrades. You don't want them to die. But at the end of the day, sis, yes, you want a family dinner, but these people ain't your family. They will literally take that plate, chop you in your throat with it, and walk the fuck off and be like, I did what they had to do. Like that's what they would do. I love you. I love your little Russian accent. That was good. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, oh, do, you, do you want? Do you want to go, Brandon? I know. I know you got the the. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think because Brandon has a lot to say. Uh, <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm not going. I'm not going to have much to say. They they should. I mean, honestly, I think this movie should have came out after Civil War. Like they should have had this one. Like I think they held on to it too long. Like even though the pandemic like pushed back, they should have had this one way ahead of time. Well, uh, there was the infamous statement of a female-led superhero movie will not go well, and, and that's why Woman. it didn't happen. And then Wonder Woman came through, and they yeah. were like, "Oh shit, I guess it can." And that's when they started writing it up. Yeah. So had they known that a superhero movie with a woman lead would go well then they would have written it up earlier because natasha should have had a movie a long ass time ago i agree with that and and, you know i'm not a conspiracy theorist but sometimes i wonder if certain movies get sabotaged on purpose so that they can be like see we tried it shit didn't work yeah Yeah. i'm not saying that's what happened but i'm just wondering (laughs) Yeah, this movie. Uh, yeah, that shit should have went straight to DVD. I, I, I would didn't. I didn't really care, I didn't care about the movie. I didn't really care about this movie. DVD, at, at they, like yeah, a Disney they, sequel. They, 
they released it too late. Like that, I mean, the movie, I didn't, the movie wasn't that enjoyable, but also like they just released it way too late. And I understand like the whole not releasing a woman movie and all that. Like if they obviously missed out and DC showed them like it can, it can be done. But I mean, and then the, atro- the atrocities that they did to Taskmaster, but I'll let, I'll let Brandon knock that one out the park. But yeah, that's my thoughts. This one, it just wasn't that good to me. Didn't enjoy it. All right. Uh, I'll be honest, guys. Don't have a ton on this. Uh, we've talked about this one in, you know, a Great few deal. times. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I will say this. I don't think the movie is just terrible. Like, I think we have worse. Um, I think the action scenes were good. Like, the stuff they did good, they did well. Like, the prison scene with the action with the helicopter, that was cool. The Taskmaster stuff where they were, where Taskmaster was just doing, like, Taskmaster stuff was solid. Like the when she was chasing him on the street with the car, like that was solid. But yeah, I mean, it took away you taking away Taskmaster's personality. It kind of took away from the film because it really, I mean, Yelena was a comedic source and so was Ray Guardian, but it wasn't as good as it could have been when you have a Taskmaster, right? And making him a ro- making her a robot, it was just stupid. Um, I don't think it was awful. I thought it was, you know, mid. It was below mid tier, below average, and obviously due to some certain. I think we would have had way more cameos if it would have been, you know, outside of the pandemic. But uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was okay. But that's all I got to say on it. Cuckoo, 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 cuckoo. Okay. Next on the docket, Shang Chi and the Ten Rings. So. Shang-Chi's father found the Ten Rings a thousand years ago, and they granted him great power, including immortality. He creates the Ten Rings organization, which is used to conquer lands and take over governments. He is looking for Talo, a magical place. He meets a woman, the guardian of Talo. She beats his ass, so he falls in love. Um, (laughs) She was the Talo guardian, and when Talo says, the devil is not welcome here. Uh, they decide to leave. Uh, they have two children, Shang-Chi and Xiaoling. Dad steps down as the CEO of the Ten Rings organization and locks the rings away. Shang-Chi's mother is killed by Ten Rings enemies, so Dad puts his rings back on and gets to work. Shang-Chi is molded into a fierce warrior. Uh, his sister isn't allowed to train because women don't do that, so she trains herself. Shang-Chi is sent to assassinate the leader of the group of people that killed his mother, he does it, and then he just stays in San Francisco and starts calling himself Sean. Uh, the Ten Rings show up when he becomes an adult to steal his chain, so he goes to his sister because he thinks they're coming for her chain next. Uh, she is running an underground fight ring where we see Wong and the Abomination fighting. That will come up later again. Um Dad shows up, takes Shang-Chi, takes his best friend, takes his sister, and takes her chain. He needs the chain so that he can get into Talo because he hears his wife calling to him. But it's a trap. So the Hmm. three of them are put in a heavy timeout where they see Trevor from Iron Man 3 and Morris. Morris, a creature from Talo, is able to lead them there. They arrive and they are told about the soul-stealing demon that has been locked away. That is who has been calling to dad this whole time. So dad shows up, he opens the gate, the demon kills him, Shang-Chi inherits the Ten Rings, the jewelry, not the organization, and defeats the demon. Then they go home, Wong is like, hey, uh, I need y'all to come with me real quick. 
Uh, and then Shang-Chi's sister inherits the Ten Rings, the organization, not the jewelry, even though she said she would tear it down. Good work, good work. So, Cerise, what do you think? Okay, let me just tell y'all something. Asian culture is beautiful, okay? Marvel did their homework on this, just like they did for Black Panther. Um, I just, the first thing that came to me, like, when I saw this movie was the colors. Like, they really embodied how Asian cultures, you know, really go into, you know, what colors mean to them in their culture. Like, it was everything. Like, this is a female side of me coming out. Like, I just <laughs> loved it. It was just, uh, the design was, uh, it was just so good. Um, the dude who played Shang-Chi, he cute, you know. Um, <laughs> Got to put that out there, too. You know, not everybody in Marvel is cute. Let me put that out there, because Anthony, the dude who played Cap Falcon, whatever his name is, He's not cute. I don't know. He, he's mouthy. We are just coming cute. after Captain Falcon today. <laughs> he, he could never be a guest on our show. Captain Falcon is slander all over the place. He Anthony Mackie, don't get me wrong. He can act. I love him. But he's just mouthy to me. You know, Don Cheadle. Love Don Cheadle. Hey, he's one of my top 10 greatest actors. He's just a little older for me. You know, back in his prime. Maybe. Anyway, back on top. <laughs> on top. Um, Goodness. Uh, this, you know, a little disclaimer. My husband knows I talk like this, so they'll be like, "Damn, she got a whole husband." She be acting like I do. My husband. <laughs> I mean, don't oh, worry. We we talked we talked about She Hulk, and yeah, I was yeah, don't, yeah. She Hulk. So, you... oh yeah, so no, you you're good. You, he knows it's what's up with Michael B. Jordan, Michael Bakari Jordan. He already know. I named my dog Miguel Bakari Jordan. I, I had no idea what the B stood for. That was the Miguel. first time I heard the B in Michael B. Jordan's name. I had no idea. Same. I had no idea. It was just B. <laughs> oh, no. It's Bakari. It's African. It, it stands for something strong. I got to figure that part out. But anyway, um, I just loved it. Aquafina, she was so funny. I loved her in that movie. She's hilarious in anything she does. Um, I definitely love the auntie. Auntie showed up and showed out. She definitely told him what his roots was and was like, you know what, you need to combine what your daddy taught you and what your mama taught you. And I loved how it was, you know, about family, you know, fight, family fighting for each other, but also family fighting against each other. Like, I definitely mm -hmm. thought that that was dope, you know, how they show how people actually struggle. They show what Asian Americans go through you know, oh, you have an uh, you have an American name, but what's your real name? Right. You know, they the fact that he thought he's like they named a damn orange after me. Talking about you know the Mandarin. This is this is food. What what are <laughs> they doing over there? You know, they talked about. I love stuff like that. I catch little hints like that because I I just feel like you know, um. I, just, I, I feel like people need to be heard and so things like that it had a little bit of comedy relief I'm not a comic relief in Marvel fans um in Marvel movies fan I absolutely hate it because it feels forced unlike Black Panther because it gives regular roasting between black people it's authentic 
But all these other movies, they can just really cut that out. But other than that, I love it. (laughs) Looking at you, Thor. You can cut that out. (laughs) Definitely. He can can cut it. No, for real. We'll we'll get there. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, you're good. But yeah, we Thor Thor gets his own section. We're we going to talk about that dude. I'm about um, to rip that motherfucking movie to shreds as soon as we get there. <laughs> All righty. Good to know. Uh, Jordan, thoughts on Shang-Chi? I, yeah. First of all, we're going to stop calling him Shang-Chi. We're just going to call him Shang-Chi. His name uh, is Shang-Chi. No, we're going to call him Shang-Chi. That's, you going to call him Shang-Chi. His name which that's is what his name is on his birth certificate. Say Shang. We can go Shang look it up. Chi. I don't mean you pronounce it that way. No. That's Either way. His, his, his name, name is Shang. It's Shang. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I enjoyed the movie. I've seen this movie probably four times. Like, I really enjoyed Shang-Chi. Um, I will say that this is not Shang-Chi. This is probably closer to Iron Fist as far as, like, how this movie played out. Like, Iron Fist, I mean, Iron Fist, Shang-Chi does not do all this mythical, mythological bees going to a different realm. Like, that's not Shang-Chi at all. Shang-Chi is the um, is the street-level character that's beating ass, the best fighter in Marvel Comics. Uh, so that's the Shang-Chi I know. So, like, that first, like, first half of the movie, when he's, like, in the streets, he's on that bus, and they're, like, fighting, beating ass. Like, I loved all that. Um, yeah. I, even, even, like, afterwards, like, when he was in the other, in the other realm, like, uh, fighting and doing all that. Like, I really enjoyed that stuff, too. Um, I didn't understand, like, the changes that they did to the rings. Like, I didn't I didn't understand why they had to change them the way they changed them. But, I mean, I guess that's just a decision that I had to live with. I'm under the impression that if the Ten Rings had been comic accurate, then they would not have been able to come up with a way to defeat him. Because they had to, they had to nerf him a little bit. Because, I mean, same way with Scarlet Witch. Like, if she had been as powerful as she is now, early, nothing they could do. Uh -uh. Yeah. Uh -uh. So I think I'm, I'm under the impression that that was a creative choice because it would have been like you know we're over here saying that doesn't make sense because this person should be able to like we're over here breaking it down and analyzing it and so if all of the rings had done what they actually do in the comic books like how what story are you going to write up that he gets defeated like yeah, if he yeah. puts them rings on it's it's over like i mean you could just throw out the power of friendship you know the power of friendship defeats anything that's <laughs> true you're right <laughs> Um, <laughs> I I'm I don't know how you, they would have incorporated that. I mean, I mean, you know, the power of friendship did make Aquafina an expert archer in a matter of hours. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> I, I knew Brandon was going to say that. I knew Brandon was bring it up. But as far as Shang Chi, though, I re- I really enjoyed Shang Chi. Like I said, I've seen it four times. Uh, I think this might be the most out of phase four. Like probably the most one of the movies I've seen. Um, that I can think of off the top of my head. So. Yeah, that's my thoughts. Brandon? Yeah, I think I mean, me and Jordan had this discussion, and my boy was wilding. I believe he said this is better than Black Panther. I'll, I'll let him uh, explain I, his part I'm, of that. I, I, I will stick by that. that. I, I said that, and I will stick by that. I think, I think it was Jordan. better. Jordan! 
Yeah. <laughs> wild. Wild. I, Any, I would love, we, we need to get a poll on. I would love to see people. Yeah, it's not even going to be close. No, you wouldn't. No, for yeah, real. You don't want to see that. You are crazy <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to see that. Yeah, you wild. Um, yeah, Shang-Chi, cool. I mean, it's two different movies to me. Like Jordan kind of touched on. At first, it's street level. It's, it's family. Then we just randomly start walking in new dimensions and dragons and CG. I'm just like, all right, like, what are we doing here? Um, and like we said, Aquafina just becomes fucking Hawkeye <laughs> in a matter of hours. <laughs> in a matter of hours, they like, we're going to put everyone's life on this woman in this woman's hands who's never truly trained for a situation like this. Yeah, this is her and, first time here. Yeah, her first time here, but we're gonna put it in her hands. Like, what are we doing? Like, that that's was a, a comeback story, story, man. Power friendship. Exactly. I don't think you like comeback stories, man. You know, that's you like the rookie, the rookie who comes into the game, makes that last no, shot, bro. throws that touchdown. Oh, that ain't you. Anybody who's touched a bow knows that it actually. That is yeah, not that's easy. hard. That shit this is, is difficult. Extremely difficult. And if you don't have the if you don't have the upper body strength, like you're not shooting that joint 50 yards in the air accurately. Like it's not happening. Bro, so she yeah. shot that like 3,000 feet up, bro. It was, yeah, that's and, and she got chicken arms on top of that. This that's what I'm saying. That she's little. But so, yeah. M- Michelle Yo can get it done. Oh, yeah, for sure. Michelle Yo could the be in any movie. I'm yeah. Down. Oh, yeah, yeah, auntie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. Since Michelle yeah. Yeoh was the teacher, that's that's why. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but <laughs> um, yeah, it was cool. I like the way they made up for the dumbass decision they made in Iron Man three to mess up Mandarin. So Mandarin, yeah, yeah. I th- I do think the Ten Rings. I think they made that choice to probably differentiate it from the Infinity Stones. Um, but it's but either way, that's still like. Two different power levels. Like I mean, it is the but, Infinious and Infinious songs were way stronger. But the common fan won't know that, right? The common fan didn't even know what the Infinity Stones were until they walked into the movie and they explained it and guarded like in those movies. You know what I mean? Like, especially they're not gonna know Mandarin's Ten Rings yeah. if they you know what I mean. So but and, overall, and they would have had to they would have had to spend time explaining what each ring does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, honestly, I don't even know what the rings do now. Like, I don't what, either. Uh, it, yeah. In the movie, um, I mean, the rings are kind of like an extension of his body with magical properties that, you know, allow him. Sonic. To, was that uh, his? What was yeah. that? Some, some yeah, Sonic look, yeah, look, it's all fuzzy now. Look, yeah, I don't even know what they do. Uh, but that's okay. Um, I enjoyed Chang Chi. I thought it was uh pretty good. Uh, I wasn't bothered by the tonal shift because they opened up with supernatural shit like the movie starts with a thousand years ago this man was alive and then he started (laughs) he he found these 10 rings became immortal started taking over shit and then he found this magical place that he wanted to go to and the lady there was like nah and so it started with the supernatural and then it went into like super regular like we're just in San Francisco being valet drivers having a good old time being broke adults um so I guess I wasn't bothered I did love the, the villain shift. yes like um, yeah, the villain's yeah. Great. yeah dad yeah. dad I like dad um yeah. not really not really villain 
He's not really yeah. a villain. I mean, he, he, I mean, he was murdering yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. So, he like, like, caught a couple bodies. And and Talo was like, no, nah, we can't fuck with you. Like, yeah. you did too yeah. much. Right. We caught a couple it's bodies a, in front of his kids. It's understandable. Yeah. But yeah, once and one of them. Children. Yeah. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> one of them. He was he was a little misogynist. Oh yeah. Definitely. Uh yeah. but yeah, like whenever uh whenever his wife died, he was like, All right, I tried to get out, but they pulled me back in. <laughs> oh man, that yeah, that was that was a good scene too. That was a good but, scene. Let, I forgot about that. Let me that. tell you, that's how you know women will change you. My man was a straight, ruthless savage. He met the one, bro. He settled down. He's like, I'm gonna have a family. Yeah, Same he put the me. ten rings away. He put them. He locked them up. Tell him that's real he's love. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna age with this woman. I'm gonna yeah, get. I, ain't, ain't no damn way I would have gave that up for immortality. <laughs> uh, yeah, he uh, he disbanded the organization. He was like, I don't need to rule the world. I have my lady, mm-hmm. so I'm good. And when she Didn't died, he me. was like. All right, I'm putting these motherfucking gloves back on. <laughs> Let's go, because now I got nothing to lose. Yeah, that's it. But um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, I I struggle between looking at it and being like that shit doesn't make any sense, and understanding that I'm watching make believe superhero bullshit. So there were some things Super. I was like. That doesn't make sense. But also, this is superhero bullshit. So, like, should I be using logic here? True. I feel like that would be that would be fine if we were like early 2000s. Like, we know some of the movies is like fucking garbage. And just like we're like, okay, disbelief. Okay, it's all good. Where now it's like we're at a higher level to where now it's like, all right, that you're legit to critique that type of stuff. Yeah. So honestly, usually I'm I'm I still find myself saying like that. That's that's stupid. Why would you do that? Or that doesn't make sense. That's not feasible. That's not realistic. Right. Even though that statement makes no sense. Out here flying and shit. Like that's not realistic. That's what I'm saying. That guy can fly. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah. That that's what I'm saying. Like me saying something isn't realistic is like paradoxical. But yeah, I I still find myself saying big word. That, though, that's fine over there. What they're doing, all that shit that nobody can do, that's fine. But that, no, nah, I can't get behind that. So the fact that there was a soul sucking demon didn't bother me. But the fact that Aquafina learned to shoot a bow and arrow because <laughs> it's not realistic. She's not a superhero. <laughs> that's what I'm like. That's what I'm saying. Like soul sucking demon. That's fine. No issue with that, man. That's that's par for the course in a superhero (laughs) movie. What isn't is a little ass, (laughs) a little ass person, basically just destroying the big villain. It just doesn't make sense. Also, also the fact they're like on top of a dragon, just running around. Nobody fell off. You're like, what the fuck? How he stay on here? He he out here doing flips stuff on the dragon. Like, yeah, Yeah. well, he's trained. Okay. Okay, to defend Aquafina, I, I I'm not gonna let my girl go out like that. Okay. In no, she the got the job done. Cut, she got the job done. Is the director's cut though? Sis was really supposed to die. It wasn't supposed to be the guy that trained her. It was actually supposed to be her, and he was supposed to save everybody. But 
I guess they test that on audiences and everybody was like, the fuck? No, Aquafina better live. So that's why she was the one to save everybody. That's the excuse that I can give her. That's the only reason why she lives. Didn't know that. I didn't either. So I mean, it makes sense. She's a star. So yeah. I want to keep her in it. But yeah, her dying would have been surprising. Yeah. She it don't need to die. It would have made it better for me. It would have been realistic. I'd be like, oh. Yeah. So people like, and family? Okay, I could do that. I could do this. Yeah, because I would have been like, yes, this normal ass, regular ass person with no skills comes into this yeah. war and dies. That is gave, how that should happen. It would have gave Shane Chi motivation, more motivation as well. Yes, yeah. to whoop his daddy's ass. Like that's I, I just I just want realistic situations, you know. The oh my god, dad, I'm not mad at you anymore type shit. Like I understand life is short, but mm, and um, no. I agree with you in that this movie, in my unqualified opinion, did an excellent job of honoring asian culture and like previous asian centered movies yes i think it did a great job of paying homage and honoring that um and i will say i thought it was funny that they asked a bunch of asian people hey how did you feel about this movie and most of them said the one thing that i didn't think was realistic was his mom saying i'm proud of you oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i saw that yeah that's that's the one thing that wasn't <laughs> accurate. But the rest of it was good. I'm so like, sorry. That shit just took me out. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> All right. What's what's the next movie, Spencer? Uh Before the next uh thing on the docket, what if? Oh god. You just go quick. So, how, how you gonna how you gonna do this one? You just gonna do each episode? You'll see. Okay. All right, all right. Uh Pretty much that's that's how it ends up. So um, the watcher is observing different alternate stories and outcomes that could have happened if things in the MCU had played out differently. Peggy Carter gets the serum and becomes Captain England. T'Challa becomes Star-Lord. The Avengers are killed by Hank Pym because his daughter Hope died. Uh, Doctor Strange Shang Tsung's a bunch of magical creatures to get more power because Christine dies. There's a zombie outbreak. Killmonger saves Tony Stark as a part of a larger master plan. Loki doesn't get adopted, and Ultron gets all the Infinity Stones. Then the Watcher, who isn't supposed to get involved, gets involved. Made no sense. It made perfect sense. But no, oh, uh, We'll get into that. Jordan, go ahead. Yeah. All these episodes was ass, except for all uh, of them. All of them, except <laughs> except. except <laughs> For Whoa. the Doctor Strange episode, and I enjoyed the zombie episode. He said the, all of them. Rest of them, they was kind of whack to me. But Ooh. this is also, I mean, I've said it before, like, this what if isn't what I wanted. Like, I didn't want to see a what if MCU. I'd rather to see a what if anything else comics related, but that's just the comic side of me. But I'm going to keep this one short just because, yeah. And also the Watcher. Come on, he's the Watcher. He doesn't. He rarely doesn't. Most of the time, he does not interfere at all, unless someone directly goes and interacts with him. Most of the time, but I guess Ultron going after him counts as that. But I don't know. <laughs> I Ass. was I was gonna say, did you literally just say the only time he gets involved is the thing that happened? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was whack. Brandon, 
course, me and Jordan totally disagree. Uh, yeah, I think the only good episodes to me were the T'Challa episode was outstanding. Uh, it was fun. And then also just hearing Chadwick Boseman's voice again was dope. Um, Killmonger episode was outstanding. Um, you know, it, it just extended the character and make you want to see him even more. The rest of them, I was kind of cool on. Um, zombies was cool. Zombies really don't do anything for me. Uh, Doctor Strange one was okay, but I can see why people liked it. But the rest of them, I'm straight. Like, I'm, I'm good. I didn't even think I watched the full Thor one and all that. Other. I didn't really watch those. Um, big ass. Um, <laughs> he said that was big ass. Okay, so um what if was fine. Um I I appreciate the concept and I like that we were able to see alternate versions of things. I enjoyed the um Hank Pym episode because like he he killed the Avengers. Like I forgot about that one. Yeah. Like he 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 killed him. Like that was a good one. Is that the one? Also, was that the one with Black Widow in the future? Or was that two different episodes? No, that's a different one. Okay, yeah. Black Widow was in this though. one, but yeah, that's the like, episode where he shrunk and then he like blew up the Hulk. That shit was like official. Yeah, like he he got it done. Um, like he tower babbled that thing. Um, but. I like that episode. The Killmonger episode was excellent. Yes. Um, I was like, so, because we all knew that Killmonger was very good at what he does, but Killmonger demonstrated that he could single-handedly topple a government if he wanted to. Like, right. Killmonger is a problem. And since we had only seen him once, I'm glad that we were able to see him in a situation where he had time to execute plans and get things going. And like we right. we got a true demonstration of how tactical that man is. Mm-hmm. And the fact that at the end, he was the one going up with Ultron. It's like, this man is too much. Right. <laughs> like That's why they had to do something about him because he's right. too much. Um, so... Yeah, um, it was cool, but I cannot say that I was just blown away or impressed by What If as a whole, but I I mean, it was fine. But I don't think that all of the episodes were ass. I just think that, you know. Yeah, that's so hater right there. <laughs> not, not looking forward to season two. I feel just, like you gave... Cat Falcon and Winter Soldier a better review than it should got than it should have gotten versus this. Like <laughs> Brandon, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, man. I'm just saying that was ass. <laughs> it wasn't. It, my turn. it is your turn. Yes. <laughs> okay. To piggyback off of Spencer, the Killmonger episode was bomb simply because of the fact one Michael B. Jordan came back to. He looked just like himself in real life. Three, he was in there giving BDE. Y'all know oh, oh my God. <laughs> this is this, this is how you know we have crossed over. That, there's no way that, that, that word would have ever came out of anyone. <laughs> <laughs> 
so you know i but i thoroughly enjoyed all the episodes and let me tell you this from a female's point of view the zombie episode was one of the best because vision said no matter in life or death wanda is my wife and i will keep her alive by all means meanwhile there are women out there waiting for a text he is a machine That's true. he is an ai it, it doesn't matter sometimes machines get the job done better than a man. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. i should have known that's where this was going <laughs> that was on me yeah, that was on love. is uh. that he did what he was supposed to do, and I respect him for it. Chadwick Boseman, RP, I loved his episodes. They were like, um, Brandon said they were fun. Oh, you they mean the episode life. where Vision was feeding him to Wanda? Not that, not that, that, not that part. <laughs> no, you didn't no, have to do no. all that. You didn't <laughs> yeah. have to kill what I was going for. <laughs> but, um, my favorite episode is the Doctor Strange episode for obvious reasons. Um, that's that's one of my that's my second favorite MCU movie. Um, but um, I loved What If. What If was dope. It oh, and the best episode of What If was Samuel Jackson because he was one literally line short of saying motherfucker in there. So. <laughs> I absolutely loved his show against, you know, um, him, whatever his name is, the daddy. And it was dope. I loved it. What if it was dope? I loved it. Okay. That's why, see, we feel different about these things. Right. And that's that's why that's why there's a, a panel of opinions. Um, the next item on the docket is Eternals. Oh, God. Ooh, in, in roughly... it's in the phase we got to talk about it we can keep it tight that's fine um so in about 5000 bc the eternals a group of superpowered folk are sent to earth by celestials to kill deviants in the 1500s they have apparently killed all of them but they have different opinions on how to continue life so they just go about their individual lives waiting on celestial instructions in the present day, a deviant shows up, so they got to get the band back together. The leader, Ajax, is dead. Cersei is now the leader, and she's the one that will be in correct communication with the Celestial. Cersei is told the real reason that they are here is to prepare the Earth for the emergence. The planet is destroyed so that a Celestial can be born and create a bunch of new worlds. A deviant kills Gilgamesh. Then it is revealed that Icarus knows about the emergence, and when Ajax tried to stop it from happening, he had her killed. The Eternals are able to give all of their power to Cersei, and she freezes the Celestial and is able to save the Earth from destruction and the birth of the Celestial. Icarus feels terrible about what he did, so he flies into the sun. Sprite is turned into a human so she can age. The Celestials kidnap the remaining Eternals. And they are taken off of the earth for treason. Eros, Thanos' brother, shows up and Dane finds a sword. And then Blade is like, are you sure about that? And that is Eternals. That's your last. Brandon? 
Yeah, trash. The fact that no one saw a big ass celestial popping up out Uh-oh. of the earth, and we still haven't addressed that. Wow. I think I think maybe one movie or show might have mentioned it was on. I think it was on a television. I think that might have mentioned it. I think that I want to say it was brought up eventually. It's a big I deal. Feel, I, yeah, You're right. Yeah. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a big deal. Yeah, that's yeah. I I imagine that some satellite somewhere was like, hey, what's that? Yeah, I think we got something going on, sir. <laughs> yeah. There's a big ass head and hand rising right. out of the ocean. We should go investigate. <laughs> See what that's about. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I got. I had Hollywood agenda issues with this movie. I didn't like that the two white dudes in the group were very clearly the most powerful. I don't like that only minorities were killed in this movie. I I had I had some agenda issues. But um other than boy gay. I love this no because he's giving it. He's giving raw unfiltered. Oh, come on, Spencer, come through. <laughs> um and you know, I just that that those were, the, the, I I had those issues with this movie. But beyond that, the movie was painfully average, like yeah. unimpressive, unappealing, just woefully bland. All those and, great actors, and you just put out yeah, all that like, talent, mediocre. yeah. And like, I mean, not to shit on Icarus, but like I. have Thought he was Winter Soldier when I first saw him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He stepped out. He stepped out that dark. Like, oh shit, Bucky! What? Yeah, I was like, was what this? is Bucky? What? They didn't have any actors left. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? Because Cersei was in uh, Captain Marvel as one of the Kree. So yeah. I was really like, oh, so they just ran out of folk, right? But it's a movie because Gilgamesh. I was calling him Big Wong because. <laughs> he looked just like Wong. He looked. He was like, big Wong. They could have been cousins or something. For yeah, real, they, for real. they know each other, and so yeah, I like, I I in the synopsis I wrote Big Wong, and I was like, wait, that's not his name, but without thinking about it, that's that's what I put in there because that's what he was. But anyway, um, yeah, I was not a big fan. I was not impressed. I did not enjoy this movie a bunch. I didn't hate it. As far as the MCU goes, this is a bad movie. As far as movies go, this is an okay movie. I agree with that statement. Greetings. So, um, Cerise, what did you think? Um, It was just... It was just a damn love movie. Uh, you know, I'm I'm good for a good rom-com. Don't get me wrong. I like that sporadically. I'm more of a thriller, killer, slasher girl. Um, I definitely feel like Icarus. Um, he was a fuckboy in that movie. <laughs> um, he was he was trying to play off of Cersei's feelings and you know um and who killed Selma Hayek the baddest of the bad like he was tripping um I definitely I just I didn't like him um I didn't like the little boy that could control people's minds and 
made a call. Oh, yeah. Like, I really didn't like him. He gave, you know, I'm going to go around and shoot people vibes. I hate to say that, but he looked like that in real life for me. Um, <laughs> y'all laughing? Uh, I'm so serious. <laughs> that's I why it's funny. I know. Uh, it's, it's funny because I know that you are not kidding. Like, <laughs> like this movie it wasn't very memorable um it really I don't know how it really ties into MCU besides the you know the you know the creator of the celestials you know because it's two more of them in the universe so you know it ties off together that way but I just it was a love story I don't need a love story I need y'all whooping that ass like that's the only thing about Marvel I don't like. Marvel wants to give happy endings. Um, I need them to get like DC and be like, no, nah, bitch, we're we're gonna have to kill you and just do it. That's what I want Marvel to do. I want them to start getting dark. They're they're giving a little too much light for me. But also <laughs> I, I did just say that I was a thriller killer slasher girl. So in my spare time I do watch serial killer documentaries and stuff like Man, that. Man, we might have to watch you then. You already sound like a real killer. <laughs> no, that's that's standard. Like, yeah. I, if you ask a hundred women, like, what are you watching in your free time? They're going to say murder mystery and yeah. like, I'm sure like 85 of them. Murder yeah, mystery no. and like, yeah, serial killer nonsense. Like, yeah, we're watching the ID channel. We're watching Snap. We're watching. We're watching all of that. You know, yeah, serial killer documentaries. All of that, like Jeffrey Dahmer, finished that in a day in like three hours. I, I, mm. <laughs> I, I was mm. like attached to it. Anyway, we get back on interview. This movie was trash. We skip over. I mean, we can brush over it. So yeah, for, same kind of like brown like. No, I'm, but mine's going to be real quick. I don't I'm have sorry, much to Jordan. say about it. Uh, for me, I'm not about the Eternals or the Inhumans. Like, Marvel would just need to go ahead and shove them to the side. Like, I'm reading a comic currently, and the Eternals are in it. And every time they show up, I'm just like, bro, like, get them out of here. Like, just give me what I want. This movie was yeah. whack. There was nothing good about it. I, 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 didn't, I didn't enjoy it at all. Some of the scenes look good. Like, the visuals look good. But other than that, I'm good. Okay. Uh, next on the docket, we have Hawkeye. So, during the Avengers movie, Geth Bishop sees Hawkeye doing stuff and saving people, so she is motivated to learn archery and become a hero. Geth Bishop comes across Ronin, the Ronin suit, uh, during a secret underground auction, and she beats up some tracksuit mafia dudes. She adopts Lucky the Pizza Dog, and Hawkeye sees on the news that somebody was doing stuff in the Ronin suit, so he has to show up to save Get Bishop because he knows there are a lot of people who are pissed at Ronin. So Hawkeye just wants to spend Christmas with his family, but he's got to tie up some loose ends first. So Hawkeye allows himself to get kidnapped by the tracksuit mafia, where we meet Echo. Ronan killed Echo's father, so she wants revenge. Uh, Keth Bishop eventually deduces that Hawkeye and Ronan are the same person. Hawkeye and Keth Bishop are attacked by Yelena and Echo, respectively. Yelena and Echo are forced to retreat. Yelena shows up at Keth Bishop's house, 
and tells her that she is going to kill Hawkeye because she thinks that he's the one who killed Natasha. Hawkeye fights Echo as Ronan and tries to convince her to let go of her revenge and later finds out that her father was, uh, him being killed was a part of a larger conspiracy, um, you know, that was set up by none other than Kingpin. So, Get the Bishop's mother is the one who hired Yelena to kill Hawkeye, and at the top of the whole thing, of course, Kingpin, played by Vincent D'Onofrio, who was in the Daredevil series. Uh, Yelena and Hawkeye fight again. He tells her the truth about Natasha, and she lets him live, and she leaves. Kingpin fights Get the Bishop. She wins somehow. Her mom is arrested, and Echo shoots Kingpin in the face. Hawkeye is able to spend Christmas with his family. So, uh, I enjoyed Hawkeye probably more than most people did. Uh, I had a great time watching it. I thought it was... Uh... <laughs> she's, just like, she, she's just like shitting on your thoughts. I didn't even say that. She's just laughing. I know. Yeah. That's fine. I'm, I'm not the first. So, uh, it's going to be okay. Um, so, yeah. And that's why I opened it up the way I did. Uh, because I, I, I mean, we've noticed that revenge is a very heavy topic in Marvel. Uh, we've seen a lot of, Hey, you killed somebody that I love. So now I'm coming after you. Uh, we've seen a whole lot of that. So in this show, we get two people who are coming after Hawkeye because he killed somebody, even though the circumstances made it real different. So with, Echo, yeah, Hawkeye definitely did it, but it's discovered, no, Hawkeye is not the one who set it up. Like, it was set up by somebody else, and it was a part of a whole larger thing, and normally, we see the people rise above their inclination to commit murder or whatever whenever it comes to revenge. Like we see them say, you know what? I'm not going to let revenge consume me. I'm not going to go to the dark side. Echo was like, fuck that. And shot Kingpin in the face. <laughs> we don't, we don't know if he shot him in the face. We don't know that. We heard the gunshot. We heard the gunshot. You're right. So the implication, like he's not dead, of course, but he better not be. the implication is that she shot that man in his face after discovering what the situation is and mm -hmm. we very rarely see revenge happen that way we don't know if that's how it happened but again we know that echo was prepared to go there yeah. Look, i just know that they better not have wasted kingpin oh I, there's no way there's no way he's dead um like if he's dead i would be shocked yeah no he's in the daredevil show Oh, yeah, he's, he's in the Daredevil show. Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. He's going to yeah. be in it. Yeah. He's confirmed. Oh, I didn't so, know that. Yeah, and, and he better not be no flashback or nothing. But, yeah, no. um, <laughs> that'll be some bullshit. I would be pissed. Be no flashback, y'all. They're going to be on y'all back. <laughs> I'm going to be on they back. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> um, but anyway, I like that we were able to see both sides of that coin. We were able to see Yelena hear the truth and say, okay, cool. She sacrificed herself. I understand. I'm going to step away from this. We see uh, mom's 
uh, fiance. Like we are led oh, to yeah. believe that he's a bad dude. That was good. Yeah, Tell we were like, events. exactly. Like we were like, oh, he's clearly a villain. Like look at him. Yeah. Obviously, he's dastardly. And it turns out like, <laughs> nah, he's an innocent dude. And mom set his ass up. Yeah. So it's like, who's oh. he? Was he a Swords Master? Who was he? Again? Swords. Yeah. I think that's what he yeah. was. Swords Master. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly don't know his name. That's why his name did not make it into the synopsis. But yeah. um yeah, um that was that was interesting to me that they like led us to believe like clearly this dude is a villain. And then they were like, right. "Nope. Nope, gotcha. He's actually a pretty okay dude." <laughs> right, right. I mean, he's not the best dude ever. Like he's participating in underground auctions and shit, but He's not a terrible guy. And it's mm. actually mom who's out here being trifling because she framed him and she's been working for Kingpin this whole time. And she's the one who hired Yelena and, you know, all of these things. So, you know, that was a that was that was the good kind of twist that's like, oh, OK, I see. I see what you did there. You got me. Yeah. OK. Um, so, uh, yeah. I like that they included someone with a disability in that uh, we had Echo, who Echo. was speaking completely in sign language. Great. And I was like, good. I like that. And they kind of gave Hawkeye, like he, and that was another thing. Like him having tinnitus was super realistic based on the fact that he's a regular dude in his line of work. Like yeah. that, yeah. that 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 was that was a good throwing. Yeah, like that's absolutely what would happen. Yeah. Um that was yeah, that was one of the better things that happened. Um, just like Aquafita learning how to shoot arrows in a matter of hours, uh Kath Bishop just kind of learning how to quarter flip. flip. That was uh, you know, some mess. Cause she did it in a matter of minutes, if I recall. Like she did it yeah. that night. She had a couple. She had a couple tries. Yeah, she tried yeah. it. She tried it. Bow, missed. Bow, missed. Bow, missed. Bow. There it is. I was like, oh, yeah. let, me, oh, let me ask y'all. Did did y'all try to do the quarter trick? Have y'all ever tried it? Nope. No. Oh, no. But oh, all right. But she <laughs> just she's she's a marksman though, so I would expect yeah. her to get it rather more quickly than the average right. person. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And you know, she she has been doing some training and yeah. whatnot. She yeah, she was able to handle tracksuit mafia dudes. Right. So okay. Right. The the fact that she has training under her belt makes it a little more realistic. I like the uh the LARP people. Um the oh, people. Yeah, that was funny. Funny. yeah, that was, uh, that was they they were great. I like that little addition. Yeah. Um that was that was a fun thing. And the fact that they were like legitimately able to like help. Like yeah. you, you find allies in the weirdest places. <laughs> and uh so yeah, I enjoyed Hawkeye. I I thought it was I thought it was fun. I thought that the fight choreography was pretty good. Um, because you know, with TV shows, you not you don't know what you're gonna get. Mm -hmm. And the fact that this was street level and humans, we got to see actual fight choreography. Um most of the stuff we've seen up until now, there was a super somebody. Right. Yeah. So and right, so. The most super somebody we got in this show was Kingpin. Yeah, and he was dumbed down. Yeah. Um, 
Like he was MCU'd. He was not right. rated R Kingpin. He was right. rated PG thirteen yeah. Kingpin. I so. uh I thought it was I, I really enjoyed this show as well. Like it's probably higher on my list than most, but I just thought <laughs> I thought I thought the show was just fun. Like I feel like this was like our first fun Disney Plus show that we got out of the, all the series we got. Just because if you read the comic, it's a classic comic, and they kind of pulled most things from that comic, uh, from that run. And Kay Bishop was great, obviously. Yelena was outstanding. As he mentioned, Echo was a real cool addition. I don't know if she deserves her own show or not, but uh, that's not here. On that one. That's here a we'll there. see. Yeah, that's a it's we'll see. It's in the top. It, it is in the top. Yeah. Um, and this is going to sound terrible. But (laughs) I very genuinely wonder if the reason she's getting a show is to check a box. Oh, man. I don't think so. I don't don't think think so so. either, man. She's pretty big in the comics. Like, if if you're... Uh, that's more recently. Person? That's more recently. She's she's getting she gotten big recently, but I, think I mean recently. That. But that's really all that matters, right? Like, um, yeah, like a lot of people. A lot of the people they're pulling are popular recently. Yeah, and they're. I mean, they are looking for characters of a minority, and they're pulling them up. You know, calling them up to play in the big leagues, and she's one of them. You know what I mean? And in the comics, she's like half the Phoenix Force. She's had a bunch of shit happen uh, and to her. Her her being. A minority ethnically is not the box that I'm talking about being checked. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm just saying no, like, minority and just she's yeah, she's a disability. Yeah, I mean, really both, right? She's indigenous, yeah. right? Uh, so I mean, yeah, either one, she checks the box. But I think it'll be interesting. I think they obviously dumbed down uh Kingpin, but I think this show was less like I think this show was less worried about kingpin whereas in daredevil they'll actually like commit to a scary you know as he should be powered up kingpin yeah um, and i agree so yeah. like kingpin was just like i mean they 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 placed him in here just as a just so you know there's a guy at the top yeah exactly there's a there's a, there's a guy pulling the strings like but, it was it was almost like for the purpose of having a name recognition cameo yeah, it feels yeah. like as opposed to him like legitimately being a threat here, right? It was just like, just don't forget, yeah, here, right? Jordan, what'd you think? Uh, I was, I was gonna let Cerise go. I, I want to close. Okay, I don't have a lot to say, a lot to say on this one either. Uh, I don't either. It. it was happy ending. Um, it was Christmas. <laughs> Y'all too, man. Y'all. It was a Christmas. It was a Christmas. I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed it, but you guys already said all my thoughts. No, it was cool. I'm not saying that it it wasn't like it, enough it was people didn't die. A little die. bit more. It was more right. stress free than a lot of the other shows, but it was still okay. It to me, it was just a bootleg version of Green Arrow and um, Huntress. <laughs> It, that's all, that's what it was giving me. I was literally like, I feel like they really threw him a bone because he's Hawkeye and he's part of the Avengers. So they're like, everybody needs their own little thing. If we can give Loki the villain his own show, why can't we give Hawkeye his own show? So I really just feel like they threw him a bone with this one. It was not one of my favorites. It wasn't one of my least favorites. It was it was so hard. I get that. I, I will say I think they made a casting mistake with Clint Barton 
I don't think they thought they'd use him later on. So it was like, ah, we'll put Jeremy Renner in here, whatever. Mm-hmm. When in reality, like Clint Barton is pretty funny. He's kind of quippy. And that if they were to do it that route, it probably would have been better for the show. But yeah. he's kind of, honestly, he's kind of dry. Like, he's boring. He's serious. That's, yeah. He's a serious action type actor. Yeah. So, you know, he's, I don't know. I, I agree with you on that, Brandon, for sure. Yeah. Like, what made the comics so popular is because Clint Barton's funny. Whereas in this, is like, it's basically just Kate Bishop and Yelena Carey in the, you know, the show, essentially. Loved him yeah, cause he's he's just a dad worried about spending time with his family, as he should. Not saying he shouldn't. Right. I'm just saying. And unrealistically, if Elena's supposed to be a black widow, she still should have off that motherfucker. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not saying the kids shouldn't have not had a right. daddy. I mean, you, they should have. Definitely right. I mean, about you, that. I mean, that is but legit. I'm I'm just right. saying a true assassin finished the job or they gonna get finished. That's all I'm saying. If he had, I had to do. If he had, if he had actually killed Natasha, she would have done it. That's good point too. Yeah, because he he, because he didn't kill Natasha, she was like, "Well, then I have no reason to kill you because you didn't kill Natasha." But but on the flip side of that coin, she was hired. She was hired. She's going off a word of mouth. She's you're trusting your target versus the person who paid you. What assassin does that? Sure. <laughs> because if I'm an assassin, I'm annihilating your ass and I'm getting paid. And, and there's not gonna be a lot of conversation party. either. Like uh-huh. we don't have, we don't have, we don't have a lot to talk about. If I'm an assassin, like yeah, there's no conversation. And yeah. you killed my sister supposedly? Oh, your ass gonna die. It ain't <laughs> no question about it. And then it could come back later. He really didn't kill her. This is what happened. Oh, my bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh damn! Really? Well, that's it. <laughs> too late. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think Brandon Spencer said like basically my thoughts. Like, I re- I, I enjoyed the show. Um, I mean, I just remember my feelings when we first got a glimpse at King Chen's hand, and like everybody on the internet. I mean, including myself, was going crazy. It was like, oh shit, they're bringing in the Netflix people. So, I mean, yeah. that was the biggest point for me, like, seeing Kingpin. I loved Kingpin and Daredevil. Yeah. Um, so, I remember that being a real big deal. Um, like I said, I'm also kind of iffy on Echo. So, the fact that she's getting her own show is kind of, we'll see what happens with that. I'll just have to see how that plays out. But I enjoyed Hawkeye. Okay. Uh, next item on the docket, Spider-Man No Way Home. On the last episode of Tom Holland's Spider-Man, Mysterio told everybody that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Damage Control is interrogating everyone in Peter's life, but Matt Murdock shows up and gets the charges dropped because he's a really good lawyer. Things still suck for Peter and his loved ones, so he goes to Doctor Strange for help. Doctor Strange cooks up a spell to make everybody forget that Peter is Spider-Man, but Peter keeps running his fucking mouth, changing the spell, and that opens up the multiverse for shenanigans. Dr. Octopus from Spider-Man 2 shows up and attacks Peter. Then Green Goblin from Spider-Man 1 shows up. Doctor Strange transports them to the Sanctum Santorum and locks Dr. Octopus in a cell where we see Lizard from the Amazing Spider-Man 1. Spider-Man and his friends are able to capture Electro from the Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Sandman from Spider-Man 3. 
Doctor Strange is ready to send them back to their homes, but they realize that that would pretty much kill them. So Peter traps Doctor Strange in the mirror dimension and tries to fix all of the villains before sending them back home so that they won't die upon returning. Dr. Octopus is cured, and the rest of them decide to stay villains and betray Peter. Green Goblin kills Aunt May, and Ned discovers that he can use a sling ring, and he summons Spider-Man from the Spider-Man movies and Spider-Man from the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Uh, This Peter is, like our Peter, MCU Peter, is ready to say, fuck them, send them all home to die. But the other two Peters convince him to cure them anyway. Ned pulls Doctor Strange out of the mirror dimension. Uh, the Peters and Doctor Octopus are able to get the villains cured, except for Green Goblin. He opens up the spell, which breaks open a bunch of multiverse holes. Uh, Doctor Strange tries to keep them contained. MCU Peter is prepared to kill Green Goblin, but Toby Peter stops him. Andrew Peter is able to help cure Green Goblin, and MCU Peter realizes that the only way to fix things is for everybody to forget that he is Spider-Man. So Doctor Strange writes it up. Everybody is sent back to their homes. They forget about MCU Peter being Spider-Man, and Venom leaves behind a little bit of symbiote. So... Cerise. Hey, by far one of my favorites. They 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 did what they were supposed to do. It it gave me realistic ending. It necessarily wasn't happy, but it was dark. Um, I definitely feel like you know him. His punishment for what he did was having to make up his life again with um, you know, MJ and Ned. So, you know, I love that aspect. I love but hate the fact that they killed off Aunt May. I literally cried when she died. I was like, no, like, not her, anybody else but her. But um, I cried on that part. Um, first of all, Green Goblin, that motherfucker did the damn thing. <laughs> that, let me tell you. He he was acting, acting. He was giving me early Sony Spider-Man motherfucking pictures, Green Goblin. It was the laugh. It was the agility. It was the conniving, the scheming, the motherfucking schizophrenic that, that scene, That scene where oh. it just like flipped, like you just see like oh, people yeah. flipping around. He's like, what's it going was on? It was like, sinister smile oh, for me. Like, yeah. you know, I have a gap. He did people with gaps proud that day. Because, <laughs> you know, it was just a gap showing for me that, you know, I was just like, and with this sinister evil, oh, oh, he's brilliant. Oh, my God. I think he made the movie for me, just to be honest. Seeing the oh, other yeah. two Spider-Man, yeah, that was cool, yada, yada, yada. And but it was the Green Goblin for me. I loved it. It was that was that was an A plus movie. Jordan, uh, I like I like the movie a lot too. I re- I really enjoyed this one. And this was actually the first movie that I chose to only watch one trailer. So this is where that started. Like this, I only watched one trailer for this. So I try to avoid all of the spoilers that came out. Um, like Sarie said, Green Goblin killed it. Amazing. This movie did a really good job with dropping a bunch of hints in. Uh, so we kind of see Ned talk about there's an evil version of, oh no, what do you say that his best friend betrayed him basically in his universe. And Ned is end up, he, that character in comics is a bad guy. Um, yeah. We get to see a little bit of Venom get left behind. So now we gotta see what happens with that. 
Um, there was some, there was some, another scene where we got to see, uh, oh, Jamie Foxx's character. Jamie Foxx did an amazing job, by the way. He did. He also, he also dropped like, man, that there has to be a black Spider-Man out there somewhere, right? Yeah. So like that, that was, I love that. Um, I think they shot, they should have, they should have hinted a little more at Miles. That would have been cool. Uh, just to have, because at this point, everyone knows who Miles is. And so I think everybody's waiting for him to come in. Yeah. But overall, really, really enjoyed this, uh, enjoyed this movie. And at the end, towards the end, we get to see a classic Spider-Man. He has nothing. He doesn't have the high-tech uh, gadgets that he had, you know, in the other two movies. He's back to just your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, really. So, yeah. enjoyed it. Brendan? Same. I mean, kind of keep it short. I mean, I'm the same way. Like, I, I'm not a Spider-Man guy at all. Um, I just never, never been a fan. I, I, I like Venom. I don't like this version of Venom, or the movie version of Venom at all. But I thought the movie was good. Me and Jordan actually saw this movie together, and like we did the same thing. I'd only seen the first trailer. I did kind of keep up with the like behind the scenes, so I knew Matt Murdock was in it. But still, just seeing him was dope. Like just seeing him. Yeah. Uh, show up was just like a amazing moment because I'm a huge Daredevil fan, especially the TV series on Netflix. So um, overall, a high quality film, probably one of the best of this phase. And yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay, okay. Um, just before you start, so you're not a Spider Man fan, Brandon, but you a Cat Falcon. No 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 no. no, 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 no. I he's am not. A, a, he's a he's a Captain America fan. Captain America. Steve ah, Rogers. Okay, I, I just I, I just wanted to get that clear. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we got the clip. Yeah, Steve Rogers. Right. Cap Falcon. No, thank you. <laughs> Sam Wilson. Hey, Sam Wilson can. Yeah, I'll dab him up all day. But yeah, we're not putting Cap before his name in any uh, any way, okay. shape, or form. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> Um, yeah, this movie was great. I had a great time watching it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I have had time to process it and think about it from like the first time I watched it and it's still very good. Um, I do not watch trailers. So Matt Murdock showing up was, I was like, oh shit. Like that's when I lost my mind is when we saw Matt Murdock. Cause I knew we were going to see the other Spider-Man. I didn't know it like for a fact, but like, I was pretty sure we were going to mm-hmm. see them. The fact that we saw Octavius and Green Goblin and Jamie Foxx and like the fact that we saw those people, Kirk Connors was there. I was like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to see both Spider-Man. There's no way we don't. Um, mm-hmm. That would, that'd be a wasted opportunity. If we don't, the conversation between the Peters was perfect. Yeah, it was like, yeah. The whole, like, I just make my webs. And they were like, what? Yeah. You don't. Where does it come from? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, the fact that they were like, I was an Avenger. Cool. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> is that, a, is that yeah. a band? Right. You're in a band? Like, it was just, it was so great. Like, that, that whole thing was wonderful. I love Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man. And I think that he has been hoed. So I think that we need to give Andrew Garfield a movie, another one. Yeah. Um, we need to rate it R because I want to see. He said he stopped pulling his punches. I want to see it. Like, yeah, Andrew Garfield, like Andrew Garfield was not like the best performance in this movie. 
but he was acting his ass off. Like bro, when he Garfield, caught, he when he caught, caught MJ, bro. Yeah. Oh, that was beautiful. That one got me. I was like, geez. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's, yeah, Andrew Garfield did some action. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I think the reason why he didn't um, you know, act the way that he's supposed to in this was because I think they're still they were trying to play off the fact that he's still grieving over losing Gwen. So, you know, I think that's why he had to be kind of like, he had to take a step back because, oh yeah, I'm still friendly, but my whole girlfriend just died. And so saving MJ was really a detriment to the film because he kind of got a little bit of himself back in that moment. I think that's why he was acting like that, though. Agreed. But, um, yeah, Willem Dafoe was shooting for an Oscar. Oh, Oh, yeah. Like Willem, Willem, Willem Dafoe was trying to get nominated because uh, he came in there and he did his job that day. He came in to work to work. Man, I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you that that scene, that scene where Peter was just looking around, he felt that when his spider sense was going off, he didn't know why though. And you just see William Dafoe's character. That was great, great. Yeah, because yeah. you know that that's the moment he switched. Exactly. Right? And that's the thing. We really don't know if Norman Osborn was ever in control. And we really don't know, even if Norman Osborn was in control, was he in cahoots with the Green Goblin the whole time? Like, we we don't know what the situation really is. Because we know that he is sitting on a split personality. And we know that, generally speaking, Norman Osborn is relatively sane compared to the Green Goblin. But Norman Osborn is also not a great dude and willing to work with the Green Goblin. And so we don't really know if we ever saw Norman Osborn. And if we did, we don't know how involved he actually was with the whole thing because either Norman Osborn was like in control when he was, and he's kind of innocent or not, or the Green Goblin did a really good job of pretending to be Norman Osborn and leading everybody to believe that he wasn't dangerous when in fact he was in control the whole time. So we don't know what he, we don't know what the deal is. <laughs> yeah. But can we say that Norman Osborn could low-key be a sociopath? And everybody, I mean, and I don't mean everybody thinks sociopath means like, oh, you know, you're crazy. No. A sociopath is able to um they just have no empathy desensitize themselves from morality so if like you said Spencer, if norman was able to basically make a deal with the devil which was the green goblin then i feel like he's a sociopath at heart and he really wants to do these things but he has a little bit of a moral compass to where he won't go that far but you know who will the green goblin it's true and that's what I'm saying. Like, we we don't know. Like, we know the Green Goblin is a problem. We we know where the Green Goblin stands. We don't know how much control Norman Osborn had, and we don't know where yeah. he stands morally. We don't know how he feels about this whole thing because we saw that Norman Osborn was kind of genuinely trying to help save these people. Yeah. But again, we don't know if that was really Norman. All right. And so like that element um yeah whenever uh 
whenever Aunt May died, uh, whenever she got up and she was like, all right, let's go home. Let's go. I was like, oh, good. Okay. She not, <laughs> I, and then she just collapsed. And I was like, God damn it. Because <laughs> whenever she said the line, the great power, great responsibility line. I was like, oh, there it is. We lost her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But then she got up and she was like, all right, cool. Let, let, yeah, let's go home. I was like, oh, 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 they gave me hope. They got me. There are a lot of people. Yeah. And she got up. That's when they knew. Yeah. But for me, yeah, when, when she got up, I was like, oh, okay, cool. We're going home. Excellent. Great. Nope. She died. And I, I didn't like it. And yeah. um, whenever Peter was like, all right, fuck them. I was like, yep. <laughs> fuck them all. Let's, let's right. yeah, send it. them back. Send them home. Uh, I don't care about these motherfuckers anymore. And so, you know, this is another situation of, you know, I want to take revenge. And then I have a conversation with somebody who's like, not as mad as I am right now. And then they yeah, convince wisdom. me to be a good person because yeah. I'm a good person, but like also fuck these dudes. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, Matt Murdoch was the thing that I was like excited about. And the fact that Peter was able to trap Dr. Strange in the mirror dimension, I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, that's right. Yeah, I have looking, looking back there. now. Yeah, I'll call Cap. I'm calling Cap yeah. on that. One. I don't think he'd do, be able to do that. Yeah, Peter is smart. Well, I'm not about to do Peter like that. Uh uh-uh. he, He's smart, but I don't know if he's trapping. Dr. Would he Strange do like Doctor Strange back. like that? Like that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, he heard like, from no. and he okay. trapped Doctor okay. Strange. Uh, 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 uh. Take away the powers from Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is just a doctor. A smart doctor, and they still had to do whatever he said. Trig, take, whatever a, take away was. Peter's spider powers, and you, he's you can't, they're you can't both say just, that. they're smart ass people. Don't do that to Peter. Like, if mm. he couldn't outdo Doctor Strange, like that, Doctor Strange, Strange, Doctor Strange would send his ass to a different dimension and be good with him. Like, yeah. it depends on which Doctor Strange you're talking about. No, this MCU, this MCU like that. if it's MCU Peter versus MCU Strange, I think Strange got him. Strange got most people like like that's you know what I mean. I they mean, be trying to hype the up Batman. No, that's Iron Man. Never mind. They they be trying to hype up Peter. That, that's my biggest issue with Peter Parker. It's like they be on a Peter Parker agenda. It's like like bro, he got he. I always call it. It's the John Cena theory. They be just like plugging this man in the main event. It's like. What is Peter going to do on a cosmic level? He's not a damn thing. I think that the reason they push Peter is because he is quote unquote relatable. And thank you, you, Spencer. His relatability makes him popular. And so they got to push the popular. That's 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 the dollar signs. That's that Mm -hmm. John Cena thing. He's selling merch. No, John Cena ain't even all that. I don't even, to be honest, if I didn't know who he was, I would not know who he was. I would do a Kiki Palmer. I don't know that. (laughs) If I didn't know who he was, I wouldn't know who he was. (laughs) But that's that's Brandon's point about Spider-Man. Yeah, you wouldn't know who he was if he wasn't selling merch. The reason he's pubbed is because he's selling merch. He's popular with the kids. The kids are like, damn, I see all these dudes with muscles, all these dudes with great powers. Oh, the little nerd. Okay. We got to get to the next movie. We got to get to the next movie. We still got a ton of movies and shows coming. (laughs) We do. We do. Okay, okay. So the next thing 
that we are going to talk about is Moon Knight. But that we will have to talk about on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. Because <laughs> um we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna part one, part two this thing. I think that's fair. Um so Hopefully, you have enjoyed our discussion on part one. For part two, we will discuss the remaining pieces of Marvel's uh, phase four. We will talk about phase four as a whole. We will give our rankings. And uh, Cerise will be joining us again for part two. Um, hey. we, uh, we had a great time. Uh, really glad you were uh, able to join us. Yeah. Hey, it was my pleasure. Y'all are so dope. Like, this really feel like an honor. No lie, no cap. Like, I don't, I don't lie like that. So if I didn't like it, I'd be like, this is cool. But no, I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> so if she's not back on the next episode, uh, this we is cool. But anyway, um, Jordan, can you plug the socials? Yeah, man, we got to remember to plug that new group that we have. We got to remember to do that in the beginning. So if you are not part of the group, you can now be a part of the group on Facebook. Just search the League of Melanated Gentlemen podcast. Uh, you will see the group there. Go ahead and request to join. We're, we we're be talking. talking there all the time. Yeah. You know, we be talking. You can interact with us for real. Like everybody's going to be in there talking, interacting, and everything. Um, so yeah, you can do that. Also, if you are on Twitter, we're also on Twitter. Be sure to follow us at the LMG podcast. Um, be sure and drop stop by our YouTube channel, League of Metal Gentlemen podcast on YouTube as well. Like, subscribe, comment. Uh, we need to get some updates on there as well. It's been a while. Um, yeah, like Spencer said, thank you, Cerise, uh, for coming through. We definitely looking forward to part two. Yeah. Uh, we're definitely looking forward to you returning. Thank so. you well, fellas, we're never duplicated. Always appreciate it. And forever melanated. <laughs> <laughs>